Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast Show with me, Julia Hartley Brewer. Pleasure to have your company. Uh, Lots to talk about, as always, this morning. And, of course, the focus still very much on Afghanistan. Uh, Today, of course, at 9.30, MPs will return to Parliament. Uh, Parliament has been recalled uh, just for a few hours of debate. Um, Some would say it'd be strange if Parliament wasn't recalled in such circumstances. Some of us might argue, what is the point? There's no vote. There's not going to be a change or influence on policy by anything that is said today, in which case, what is the point of it. Well, we'll be talking about that and uh, why MPs are going to have the cost of their PCR tests reimbursed, whereas everyone else wouldn't. Hmm, different rules for them, as always, as there are for us. Uh, also, uh, that Taliban press conference on television, um, just extraordinary, extraordinary scenes uh, as we see these evacuation flights uh, resumed. Uh, yesterday, Brits have arrived along with actually Afghans as well, exiles at Bryce Norton overnight. Uh, and we're going to be talking about all of that throughout the morning. Joining me for all the chat, uh, Benedict Spence, a Conservative commentator. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julie. How uh, are you? Very well indeed. Pleasure to have your company. Um, I'm, I'm wondering how reassured I would be if I was a woman in Afghanistan right now about my rights, the rights of my daughter and uh, and fellow women in the country after that. Uh, <laughs> there is no other word. Extraordinary press conference from the Taliban, bearing in mind that uh, uh, before they were deposed in 2001 by uh, the, uh, the Allied invasion, um, this was a this was an organisation in control of a government that uh, if someone was caught even owning a television, let alone watching yeah. television, uh, that would be a serious offence uh, under the Taliban. Now they're doing press conferences on television, even taking a first question from a female journalist. Um, they promise to protect women's rights. Um, we do actually have a little uh, excerpt of uh, of what they had to say, which we'll play you in a few moments' time, um, where they uh, they actually you know their promises to women, um, being able to go to work, go to school, urging women even to go uh, and join the government, um, their rights being protected crucially within Islamic uh, law. Um, what do you make of that? Well, that's the key expression, isn't it? Within Islamic law, they're religious fundamentalists. Religious fundamentalists do not change this quickly, you know, even if it has been 20 years, actually, they're not going to uproot all of their beliefs uh, just because yeah. the international community says, can you do this? Yeah. If if their God, if their religion says do this, then that's what they're going to do because that's how you get into paradise. Um, it's, you know, 
it's nice, isn't it, to think all of the many Western sort of liberals are trying to say, well, maybe they have, maybe we should wait. But actually, that just sort of shows fundamentally a lack of understanding of what religious belief entails. Yeah. Um, and also, it completely undermines the determination of a group that has spent the last 20 years biding its time waiting for this as they knew that, you know, they knew that the, 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 that NATO was going to leave. They always knew that they were and that they just had to bide their time and they've been vindicated in this. So actually, why should they in any way, shape or form bow to what Western nations are now currently demanding of them? Because Western nations have shown, well, they're not going to do anything yeah, you know, I, even if they don't. I mean, I mean, this is the key thing, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it's some of the headlines uh, you see today, you know, the International Times reporting, you know, the Taliban vows and it protect women's rights. I mean, vows. I mean, claims, I think, would be a more accurate word. I mean, you have, you, you, this, this, this is, again, you, this is almost like, you know, the, 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 the domestic abuser saying, you know, oh, he loves, he loves his wife and, 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 and he wants to protect her and he's doing it for her own good and, you know, vowing never again. I mean, for goodness sake. Uh, you know, I mean, you, try, you judge people on what they actually do. We know what they did when they were in power before. We know the Taliban have been harboured by Qatar. Yes, I mean, that bastion of women's rights, Qatar, for goodness sake. Um, we'll get on to that in, in the sport in terms of uh, England's footballers taking the sodding knee. But um, mm. interesting, oh, they're going to be happy to go and play in Qatar, a country that's harboured the Taliban. Um, but but then um, they, uh, you know, what they actually did when they were in power and what they've been doing, where they have been in power in Afghanistan now, not 20 years ago. The, the areas they've been ruling in Afghanistan in in recent months and years, I'm sorry, that is those are not areas where women have got equal rights. I mean, no one's kidding. I mean, kidding. no one's expecting them to have equal rights. You know, we, we this is the Middle East after all. But um, some rights, would some be nice. rights. You know, the right. You know, but girls, you know, are not going to school after the age of ten. Women are wearing burqas, and this idea, well, women could join the government, and women could go to work and go to school, even go to university. Well, what kind of work? I mean, for me, mm. I've got to be honest. With you, I, I I was watching that press conference and thinking, um, this is like. Handmaid's Tale. It was like watching an episode of The Handmaid's Tale, of course, set in you know futuristic America, where you know women are talking to these things of their own good, and when women, of course, women can work, but only mm-hmm. you know certain work, you know, work in the yeah, home, yeah. Uh, maybe work as teachers for children, for you know children under ten. Um, I, I just I find it extraordinary that so many people are, are are sort of taking what they say at face value, when you know they can say anything they want until every single foreign fighter is out of the country. And then yeah. they can do whatever the hell they want. And that is why women in Kabul and around Afghanistan are currently hiding in their homes because they know that, that they will face problems. Well, I mean, I find it extraordinary that I haven't seen more people protesting dressed as those handmaids, given that we saw many hundreds of them under the Trump administration. They were out every week saying that, you know, we're basically living in the handmaid's tale. Yeah. And then just as soon as actual women are forced to live in something comparable, well, we don't really care because they're not white yeah. Western women. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is the thing. The Taliban will keep on saying these things for us. We also need to remember there are actually Western troops in Afghanistan yeah. because they've all been drafted back into yeah. help with the evacuation process. As soon as the cameras turn off, which they will, uh, that's when, you know, actually, you know, the Sharia will be reimposed and yeah. life will go back to as it was in Afghanistan 20 years ago because they know that, yeah. you know, once the eyes of the world have been turned to the next thing, they can do what they want. Uh, they can do exactly. what they want now. It just makes life a little bit easier in the short term. Exactly. Just to say all the right things. Yeah, well, let's have, let's have a little listen, actually, to that press conference yesterday. Women will be afforded all their rights, uh, whether it is in work or other activities, because women are a key part of society. And uh, we are guaranteeing all their rights within the limits of Islam. 
yeah <laughs> I, think, I think we <laughs> there could it is. there it is within the limits of Islam yeah exactly and what about indeed their, their promise of not exacting revenge on those who worked as uh, as interpreters for not this US British many other forces and indeed for the contractors uh, over the years um, uh, and those who you know worked in the Afghan government worked in the security mm. forces for the, of the Afghan government um, and indeed even those who do set up schools for women we are told that they won't exact revenge and uh, you know everything's going to be fine for those people and yet we hear again and again and again from either the people in Afghanistan or indeed uh, their families back here saying mm. you know, that, that the Taliban are going door to door um, yeah. looking for people. We know what's happened in other areas where the Taliban has over, has taken over. Uh, you know, realistically, everyone's got to stop believing a word these people say. That the, you know, there's no doubt at all. These these largely men in these circumstances, but also a lot of women as well, are are, are in dire risk of their lives, aren't they? Well, again, it's a question of semantics. You know, they might not be going off to revenge, but they haven't said anything about justice. And this is, you know, a society that is very keen on chopping off people's hands for stealing. Mm -hmm. So actually, you know, and that's very often, you know, uh, tribal justice. It's it's rural justice. It's not done by a jury of your peers. So actually, you know, they might say, well, we're, we're not exacting revenge. But we're completely entitled to do this under the law. Yeah. So, you know, that's the way you've got to look at it. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the promises to take uh, uh, refugees. The UK government promised yesterday to take 20,000 Afghans and they would prioritise mm. those you know, women and girls, uh, those with special, uh, you know, specific needs uh, to come to this country. Um, that's uh, as well as the 5,000 already under this scheme for the Afghan interpreters and others. Um Many people will be saying it's not enough. Many people will be saying it's too little, too late. Canada's off to take 20,000. Uh, Priti Patel, the Home Secretary, has written today in the papers calling for um, in other countries, other allies around the world to take uh, more refugees. Bearing in mind, it wasn't just you know America and the UK that went in. Uh, it mm. was pretty much it was, you know, a coalition of, of numerous, numerous countries that went in uh, and uh, saying everyone's got to do their part. Um, is this about sort of you know, judging a number that will that will look like you're being generous, uh, you know, a warm-hearted nation, as Dominic Raab, the foreign secretary, told us yesterday, um, but not so many that it'll you know frighten the horses? Um, is you know is this just a sort of a little uh, a little sort of PR exercise, or is this actually doing some good? I mean, there are clearly people who are desperately in need, you know, the, yeah. the interpreters and others who will no doubt at all will be killed for their for their work with the uh, with the uh, uh, foreign forces. Um, but but is this just? I, I know that sounds ridiculous saying this, but is this just a sop to Western countries? Oh, but we took these twenty thousand people, so it's okay to leave the other thirty-seven million to their plight. Well, that, well, that's actually the key number. There is 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 the millions. You know, you can take twenty thousand, and it will do some good. Lots of people will, I'm sure, escape um, a very nasty fate. But you are leaving, you are abandoning millions. And that's the point. We can't take millions. We had a few thousand troops there, NATO in general, broadly. We had a few thousand. And that kept millions broadly. Uh, I wouldn't say in a particularly happy state of affairs, but it kept them reasonably safe and certainly better off than they were under the Taliban. But we can't take in those millions. But we do have a duty, certainly to the most in danger, because we have just abandoned them. So, you know, there isn't a number that you can put on it as how many is enough, uh, because also there are practical concerns. How many can we take in a country that, you know, very famously isn't building enough houses for its own young people? So, you know, there, there are a lot of practical things to say. But 
as much as I don't think it's a particular, we have covered ourselves in glory, we are taking a lot more than almost every, any other country apart, that's not in the Middle East and that isn't the United States and Canada. Our European allies have been pretty, you know, they've been almost as bad as the Americans have yeah. in the way that they've left Afghanistan. But it, and indeed, the interesting thing is, again, I know we know that neighbouring countries end up taking far more, you know, Iran, Pakistan, elsewhere. But the reality mm. is that they don't, they don't do it out of the goodness of their hearts. It's just people cross the border and they haven't mm. got any choice. Um, but, but this is the thing. Um, a lot of people are pointing out, you know, only a few weeks ago we had, you know, senior ex-military figures saying that the government needs to do more to get these interpreters out. Whether or not everyone was surprised that the Taliban took the country in a matter of days as opposed to a matter of weeks or months, everyone knew that was a very likely, I mean, Joe Biden said in July it was not inevitable, but, you know, it was a, it was a certainly a very viable, uh, you know, thing to happen. But mm. but there have been many, many, many veterans. There's a demonstration and a protest outside uh, Parliament today uh, while MPs are speaking, um, saying you know, they knew this was going to happen eventually. We need to get these people out. They, the moment our forces leave, and the Western forces leave, these people who have helped need to be get and got out of the country. So mm. why are we doing it now? Why were we not doing it weeks or months ago? Uh, well, I suppose institutional incompetence, lack of planning. I mean, that's how the whole country collapsed is because actually we just uh, nobody planned this particularly well. And we were, you know, there was just this sort of mad scramble for the exit. I mean, re realistically, as you say, we've known about this for years, but we've known about the interpreter situation. Actually, we've known about that for decades. They've yeah. been trying to come to this country uh, since about 2007. Uh, when many in sort of uh, rural areas realized that they were not safe, actually, at all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just just broadly speaking, there has just been a total failure of infrastructure and planning and communication at all levels. And it does raise serious questions, not actually just about the investments in Afghanistan, but actually the competence of government writ large. Yeah. You know, this is why actually there are now going to be serious fears in other countries that rely yeah. on Western the, intervention the, as to how useful we actually are. Indeed, the repercussions of this for American and British foreign policy are going to be huge. I think the ripples around the world. We've already got diplomats saying that. We're going to be talking to Liam Fox, former Defence Secretary, a little bit later on in the show. And, uh, and that's something he's very much concerned with. People have been raising that with him. Just finally, in one word, yes or no, will Parliament being recalled today for a few hours to debate this issue, no vote bearing in mind, will that make any difference to anything whatsoever, <laughs> yes or no? No. There we are. There we are. Let's see if we could do these things quickly. Uh, 6.46 <laughs> is the time. We'll look at all the front pages. Won't surprise you what's on a lot of them. We'll talk about other topics as well. That's coming up here on Talk Radio. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.